0: former president jacob zuma would always say uh which is the, the
1: powers and the branches but even if ramaphosa is president that gap between december 2022 and whatever happens up until 2024 is going to be marked by pala pala situations yeah. the anc will never be united what do you think is going on with president mbeki president Mbeki uh, is a different animal Talk us through some of the dynamics that are happening within the Ramaposa <laughs> camp. Take it away. The and for Welsh Experience podcast. Aye, aye. Spread the fire. Welcome back to SMWX. And today, I'm very glad to be joined by senior journalist Lizega Tandwa of The Mail and Guardian. Lisega, thanks so much for joining us on SMWX.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: I think you're the person who probably knows most about this ANC <laughs> conference, apart from Paul Mashatile. so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. And um, shout out for the great journalistic work that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the accolade. Great to have you, and um, we have this big ANC conference coming up. You've been following this very closely. What do you think makes this conference different from other ANC conferences? Well, um, I think I've said that to you that I'm, I'm a toddler
0: in this game. I've, I've, this is my second conference. I was at Nasrec, which was my first. Mm. I observed Mangaung from afar mm. as a young journalist, but uh, looking at this conference, I would say um, we, the ANC is at a point of no return, uh, in that the ANC needs to prove itself. It needs to prove whether it's renewed or not. It Mm -hmm. needs to prove uh, whether it can stick by its resolution to fight corruption. And this will be the litmus test for the ANC. Um, There's various things or various subjects that will come out of this conference um, which have been transversed before but I think I don't think as in the greater magnitude as this conference we will see in this conference for instance uh, step aside the step aside rule that will come into the glare of the delegates well they'll have to decide whether they want to continue with this um, with this with this rule or resolution of the ANC and what does that mean for us as uh, South Africans as citizens, as people who, who are, you know, observing what the ANC does in, in, in this conference will trickle down to our the decisions that we make in
1: the 2024 uh, local GAP,
0: well, national
1: elections. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what do you think some of the implications... Of this conference are on 2024 because we're all kind of looking at December, mm-hmm. but of course December rolls on basically into a new election season. So take us through how this might impact that big election.
0: I think that's what if you look at the the Cyril Ramaphosa faction, mm-hmm. his core caucus, they've been riding on this um, on, on this. On this uh, train, that you, the Ramaphosa is the only person who can help the ANC win the national government elections in 2024. Mm. So it signals to you how important it is for them to have Ramaphosa, or how important it is for for Ramaphosa to emerge in this conference oh. for the ANC. Um, at this point, uh, Ramaphosa with palapala, pala, he doesn't seem all too great mm. uh, with the repercussions of palapala. Pala, it does. Look too well to, with mm. him, which is why people like Zulim Kize have found some sort of space to come in and even uh, critique Ramaphosa in terms of how he's handled uh, corrupt leaders of the ANC. So I think it's it's a pivotal moment for President Ramaphosa, equally for the ANC as well in terms of how they choose the 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 next the next crop of NEC members, because it's not only the top six, but the NEC members who. Will come into uh, that room and make decisions will also be something that we as South Africans are looking at. You know, we've got there are so many characters within the ANC which have stains in in uh, in terms of their names and, and have been implicated in in reports and inquiries such as the state capture inquiry. So how the ANC? Um, you know, handles that how the ANC handles state capture in uh, in this conference, um, resolutions that come out of it. Whether they uh, agree and adopt the recommendations of uh, Judge President, oh, sorry, Justice Zondo, mm. will impact what we uh, our decision when we get into those ballot boxes in 2024.
1: Very true. And let's let's look at the Ramaphosa. Um, grouping, as as you say, because you've been writing interesting articles about how we shouldn't necessarily see that as just one group, mm. but in fact there are fractures within mm-hmm the different groupings. Talk us through some of the dynamics that are happening within the Ramaphosa (laughs) camp. Take it away. (laughs) So um, the Ramaphosa uh, faction, or the Ramaphosa
0: caucus, Mm. they call themselves, is, uh, it came out of the 2017 Nazareth Conference United, formidable, uh, consolidated itself in the NEC as well as uh, the National Working Committee. Um, And we saw that the, RET, the so-called RET, which was the Radical Economic Transformation Grouping, mm-hmm. uh, which was centered around former President Jacob Zuma as well as the suspended Secretary General Ace Mahashule, kind of limping when it comes to the NEC. Uh, never had we seen before a president who will close uh, NEC meetings and address, uh, publicly address uh, the, the, the country in terms of what decisions had been laid or made in that NEC, and it was all to solidify the Ramaphosa faction, and they did that. They did that very well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> But coming into this conference, um, there are certain figures, like Paul Mashadile for mm-hmm. instance, who has not really been in the core of the Ramaphosa faction, but is a stream within the faction, because mm-hmm. uh, as much as he is not an in invited guest in the room, mm-hmm. but he wants to be in the room, because he realizes, much like uh, many, that you know there's still that Ramaphosa still has uh, some sort of what would I say? Ramaphosa is still someone who is appreciated by by South Africans in terms mm-hmm. of the middle class, sure. the the well-to-do as well as the the poorest people. So um, he realizes that. So he's got his own stream, which is within the stream of of mm-hmm. the the, Ram- the factions of Cyril Ramaphosa. Then we've got people who are we've termed as the Chrisani Cabal, okay. who, who are the Gwede Mandashes, mm-hmm. the Enoch Godongwa. Of the world, and up until recently, I would have said Model Gugubele was part of that cohort, and um, so they have. Their own uh, ambitions within mm-hmm. the Cyril post faction. Bear in mind, everyone is doing. Everyone has some their own self interests mm-hmm. mm-hmm. in 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 this uh, faction within this faction within factions. And then we have what they call are the doctors and the ministers. The doctors, okay. Dr. Aaron Valady, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Patla, who's now the, the the minister of health, and we've got the Praveens, uh, Praveen Pravin Gordon, the enterprise minister as well as Derek Hanagom, who's now the advisor to the president in, in tourism. So that's another stream. But there are also streams within that stream. So it's, it's, it's complicated when you're looking at the Ramaphosa faction, which is why they haven't been able to really consolidate uh, a slate. And they've been uh, a tug of war in terms of who exactly must be surrounding uh, Cyril Ramaphosa when it comes to the top six. So it kind of gives you an idea that even though people uh, Perception
1: says that the Ramaphosa faction is united. It, it very much isn't. Mm. That, that's fascinating because I know all the names, but it's hard to see mm. who stands where exactly. Mm. And the, the three streams you've pointed out is a, is a nice way of understanding those dynamics. And we've heard, and you've reported on different kinds of slates, so first Mashadile was thought of as the obvious deputy candidate, but he's also then been mentioned in other Mm -hmm. slates associated with Mkhizeh. And so I'm interested in Mashadile's role and his centrality in the party and and how you think you can help us understand where Mashadile might be and how important he might be in December because it's hard to pin Mm -hmm. down exactly what's going on with with Mashadile.
0: if, if if not, I would say at this point he is more important than the president when it comes to the ANC. Wow. When you look at Paul Machadile, it's he's sort of an accident of history because uh, he got into a position as the acting secretary general, acting DSG, he's got his position as a treasurer general. Um, by, by, by sheer accident, by mere accident, because of the suspension of Esma Khashule and the untimely demise or uh, passing of uh, Jesse Duarte. That kind of, you know, him now um, uh, in that space, him taking that space of the Secretary General opened rooms open doors for him in terms of provinces because that is where the the power when it comes to the elective conference that's where it lies mm-hmm. provinces have an understanding of the regions the regions have an understanding of the branches so it all trickles down and he he has that power mm-hmm. to decide to, <laughs> to decide whether a branch can can go to conference or not he has the power to decide whether a province can go to to conference and not and People have aligned uh, with him, I think, to a certain extent on that basis. Paul, if you're looking at Paul Mashatile and you're looking at President Ramaphosa, yes, President Ramaphosa has received uh, endorsements from provinces and he's received endorsements from um, from regions and 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 the likes. But when you're looking at Paul in terms of how much power he's amassed in such a short time, mm-hmm. uh, and given that the president at this point is sitting with a situation where he might be facing an impeachment. Paul now becomes a very very powerful and a big player Mm -hmm. and everyone around him knows that. Mm -hmm. That should, even if President Ramaphosa wins this conference, there's a, a a possibility, and a huge possibility, that President Cyril Ramaphosa might not make it to 2024 if this Palapala scandal continues to go as it, as it is now. And who becomes the president of the ANC? It's Paul Mashadile. At this point, it doesn't look like anyone else mm. has the backing uh, that Paul has in terms of the deputy president uh, the, the people who've uh, raised their hands for deputy president. Yeah. Senzo Mtunu is a late comer. Uh, he's hoping to convince some um, regions in, in, in the KZN. I'm not too sure. It's it's a little too late for him I think but we'll see uh, there is Ronald Lamola he's managed to convince some uh, some pockets of Mpumalanga that he is the right man for the job and the piece went along with him, but some people are not convinced. There's still a a group which is still loyal to to the current deputy president, Mm. uh, Didi Mabuza. And then you've got Oscar Mabuyane in the Eastern Cape, who also has uh, ambitions to ascend to deputy presidency, but he's also got a very fractured uh, province. Yes, it's a very big, powerful province, but it's fractured. There's there's, um, um, a grouping which is Someone in some way or another still linked to Paul Mashadile and still linked to Zulim Kize. And that's a grouping that lost the conference to Oscar Mabuyane, and it's led by Mabalu at So you can see that all those all those individuals, yeah. uh, including Zulim Kize, who has the backing of KZN, but at the same time, who else is backing him outside of KZN? He he needs to work the ground, but all of those people don't have don't amass the same the same kind of uh, support yeah. as Paul does. Paul has. Had, there's about five provinces which have already signified that they're going with him, and it, uh, to to a certain degree, it's advantageous for you to go with Paul. He is sitting at the Secretary-General's office, and yeah. he
1: is the decider. He decides who goes and who doesn't. That's so fascinating because I had not thought. I think a lot of the debate is who's going to be president. Mm. But even if Ramaphosa is president, that gap between December 2022 and whatever happens up until 2024 is going to be marked by pala-pala situations. Yeah. Um, and the deputy president of the ANC could very well be... Yeah, it's a, very well rich, be, very yeah, it's a yeah. lovely... And then you just wait, right? You just right? Sit and wait. <laughs> and so maybe the smart move for anyone is to say, well, Let me go sit in the deputy presidency for a while. And when Ramaphosa, you know, is in more and more hot water, Mm -hmm. I come forward. I had not thought about that. So you just... So Mashatile, like, could be president of the country next year if he's deputy now. He could be. He could be. I think from where I'm sitting,
0: I, I... Actually, think that he could be the president of the ANC if he wanted to. At this point, now, at, yes, at this point, if he'd yeah. raise his hand to to ascend to that position. Mm-hmm. And I think the the problem with Ramaphosa, yes, the 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 issue around uh, Palapala has dented him mm-hmm. immensely in the ANC, yeah. and even to to the people, to those who were sitting on the fence, they still they have now shown to be critical. Mm-hmm. And there's a rebellion that's starting to. Come out within the, 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 the Serra Maposa faction, so which kind of gives you an understanding that he doesn't have as much authority as we would think that he has within his own faction.
1: So, Mashadile,
0: Mashadile what, for wait, me, is the one to watch.
1: What so, what if so? There's a possibility, actually, I think, from what I'm hearing, is that if he actually wanted to challenge, if he did. At the 11th hour. Oh my goodness.
0: I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, but okay.
1: I think gonna happen. <laughs> You're going to have a nice
0: oh. December. <laughs> It's been yeah. To happen. Lord help us. <laughs> but I do think that uh, from from where I'm standing now, mm-hmm. if he did want to, he would have a, a, a very good chance wow. of beating Cyril. Better chance than Zulim Kize, A better chance than Gwazanazamini Zuma. Mm-hmm. Um, he he really has been the the underdog, and no one has seen him coming. And he's he's here now, and no one knows how to you know yeah. manage him. Even the Cyril faction. Don't know how to manage Paul, and, and Paul has uh, considerable support in Limbobo, big provinces Limbobo, KZN, Eastern Cape. He's got pockets there, he's got Northwest. Um, you're looking at um, Bumalanga, there are certain pockets of
1: Bumalanga which do favor Paul
0: So, um, yeah, hmm. yeah, the man to watch.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And you've, you've spoken about And that seems to be the biggest um, challenger to Ramaphosa without, yeah, (laughs) considering what you've said, which is. um, But that campaign, I mean, firstly, even within KZN, it hasn't been able to unite fully the province and the main players and speakers there. Um, What are you seeing in terms of the Mkize campaign and, and what... What should we be looking out for in terms of that campaign? Well, he did something that he didn't do in 2017. He went
0: back to the ground. He realized what uh, former President Jacob Zuma would always say, uh, which is the, the powers and the branches. Uh, and he went back after... <clears throat> his uh, resignation, I call it an axing, and went back to KZN. He consolidated KZN. He saw that the KZN was fractured, and he knew that in order for him to make a comeback, he needed to to ensure that he had a solid KZN. And he didn't do that in in 2017. In fact, he didn't have support in, in the KZN in 2017. Yes, he had pockets there and there, and he had pockets in the Eastern Cape. But he really didn't solidify himself as a formidable player. Um, It was different now. He went back to the KZN. There were regions in the KZN which were going into conference. In fact, fact, most of the regions in the KZN were due to go to conference. And he made sure that all the players who would uh, ascend to as regional chairs, regional secretaries were people that he uh, were loyal to him, people who were uh, sympathetic to his cause. And he did that very well. Um, I think as journalists, we didn't see the so-called Taliban, that Mm. grouping that won the KZN conference. We didn't see them coming. We were busy talking about Nomsa Nube Dube, who's the premier now. We were busy talking about Sile and Sigalala and Dumiseninduli. No one saw those guys coming. Mm. And he did that very well, but in terms of now uh, moving forward and moving away from the KZN, that's proven to be difficult mm. for him and his people. Mm. This provincial secretary, um, mm. who is very loyal to Israeli. You hear just in his speak how he defends Israeli Mkize, even with the digital vibes uh, mm. uh, saga. He's very loyal to the man. But, uh, the issue around Zwili, really, and I, from where I'm sitting, is that he's a man who has to contend with the, the incumbent. That's very difficult. Mm-hmm. But also, there's that Paul factor. Paul has solidified and consolidated himself in all the provinces. Mm-hmm. So he. Doesn't he is not um, a, what is it? Uh, he is not considered by by some as an alternative. No. Um, even with the RET, I don't believe that there's an RET. I believe that mm. that disintegrated a long, a long time ago. But even even those uh, even that corner doesn't seem to be fully convinced, mm. which is why there has been. Uh, all of a sudden, an NDZ come back. Because there is no belief that Israelim Mkiza is the right man for the job. And he, unfortunately, has to come into a, a time where the uh, elections, in terms of the ANC, how they've changed. They've been electoral reform under mm-hmm. former President Khalima Mandlati. And that has kind of crippled him, in terms of how he's going to go to provinces. and, and um, and negotiate. Also, money plays a very important role. Mm. Um, if you look at a lot of these campaigns, a lot of these campaigns, especially you look at the SG's campaign, what we saw in 2017, people crisscrossing the country. It does, it's not happening now because yeah. no one has the money. Mm. No one has the money. The only people who might be might be able to have that platform are uh, people who are still in government, ministers. Sure. Lindy Westisulu, she'll use her platform. The president will use his platform to kind of, you know, there's that Litzima campaign now, and he's using that mm-hmm. to, um, which is that that's the advantage of being the incumbent. Yeah. But in terms of Zuleim Kize, it will be interesting to see, I would be very surprised. If he manages to uh, get the support of other provinces, other powerful provinces, your Eastern Cape, your Limbobo, mm-hmm. and Gauteng, uh, to buy what he's selling, I'm not. I'm not too sure if that can happen. And everyone, I think, is mindful that there's still 2024, which is knocking. And whoever comes into that position. Mm-hmm. Must be someone who can explain himself and must be someone who can uh, have that moral high ground. And Zueli, to a a very uh, wide degree, I I think has lost his credibility. As much as he was doing, was seen to be, you know, uh, he had his heydays during the first. the the harsh lockdown in terms of his response to COVID-19, I think that slowly washed away with the digital vibes matter and he hasn't been able to answer the
1: digital vibes matter. The final thing I want to come to is the way former presidents seemingly (laughs) in one moment have all come out. So let's put Zuma aside, Mm -hmm. because I think we all know why Zuma is saying what he's saying. Let's put Mutlante aside. What fascinates me is former President Mbeki. And it seemed to me that he focused on Palapala, pala And he wouldn't just do that for no reason. It's not the first time he's done it. And he does ask quite an interesting question, which is, with the step aside, OK, it's about being charged. But then what if three independent judges say there's a prima facie case? Um, What do you think is going on with President Mbeki, and do you think that that signals anything about President Ramaphosa's position at the moment? Yes. Um, President Mbeki, I think, came in
0: wanting two things. He saw that the ANC was disintegrating. He saw that the ANC was... um, uh, losing the the essence of what it was it was moving away from its its core values and he wanted to come back and kind of be the 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 man to re uh, realign the ANC to what it was yeah. um, and I think also he needed to rebrand his own legacy um, mm-hmm. he I think that was part and parcel of what he wanted to do and it just so happened that it was at a point where Cyril Ramaphosa does not operate much like Jacob Zuma. I don't think that Cyril Ramaphosa would have closed uh, mm. the the door on him and he knew that that he had someone who was amenable yeah. and and also the ANC kind of needed to show at that particular time, if you remember when President Tabumbeki started appearing at NEC mm. meetings mm. was right before the 2019 uh, elections so right. they needed to show that you know they had um, ushered in a new dawn where there would be some sort of the cooperation mm. between the, the the incumbent as well as former leaders, and the ANC had reached this uh, 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 this this era where it it no longer the 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 Zuma years were gone, were way behind yeah. them, yeah. and it was advantageous for both at that point. Mm. Both were 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 using each other for for uh, their own interests. The ANC, the current NEC. As well as uh, the former president Tamu Mbeki yeah. Where I don't think the current President and his um, And his allies didn't see Was that Mbeki would come back And be the Mbeki that they knew From, from before <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> And no nonsense man Who will speak uh, speak His mind uh, And uh, doesn't care about channels Much like Khalima Khalima kind of keeps to his lane mm-hmm. He's been asked to help them In terms of the electoral process He's done that. He's been asked to help in terms of the land expropriation bill. He's done that. He's been asked to help in terms of um, the step-aside guidelines. He did that. And he kept to his lane. Mm-hmm. Uh, President Thabo uh, Mbeki is a different animal and there's also that relationship, that clash between mm-hmm. President Cyril Ramaphosa and President Beki and there were leaks, um, uh, leaks of NEC meetings and top six meetings where President Cyril Ramaphosa was actually Speaking to that relationship, that that animosity or mm-hmm. acrimony between the two of them, and um, I don't think I'm not sure what they expected. Uh, I think maybe they expected him to be an elder, and and to keep to that position. But uh, history has taught you that that's not the man. Um, what disappoints me about the, the the former president is that when it comes to his criticism, yes, he's and he's got every right to criticize. He is a South African citizen and he is an ANC member and he does want to see the, the country moving forward but when it comes to his criticism, what would one would like is for, for former leaders to kind of open and pave the way for 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 the next generation and I don't think that he's done that uh, as much as I would like. Uh, we have seen provincial leaders going to the former president speaking to him but what fruits has that has that borne? I'm I'm not too sure. Um, I I do think that it is for him uh, twofold. I do think that he cares about the ANC. He's a man who was brought up in the ANC. He knows nothing but the ANC, but I think it is self-serving as well, we can't run away from that it's very self-serving on his part he does have an axe to grind with Cyril Ramaphosa he uh, is a man who does still have uh, some you know, some resentment mm-hmm. and you you hear that even when he's speaking, that um, there are certain things where they don't see eye to eye, where maybe he could have just gone to, to Cyril and spoken to him in person instead of magnifying and publicizing
1: that he has concerns about Cyril's government. So we're supposed to end, but now you just keep saying fascinating things that I want to delve into. Um, Can I I end on this? And then I promise, (laughs) this is the last question. Uh, Fallout Mm. after December. Um, Maybe just give us a sense of maybe one of the the one or two things that could actually happen after December Mm. um, that we may not have an eye on. Well, if you look at
0: what's going on with provinces, um, I think we will see some purging. Mm. I think we will see some uh, provinces being disbanded. I think we will see a a split of the Cyril Ramaphosa faction mm. widening um, and then you look at what's going to happen in terms of if Cyril Ramaphosa comes back, he will have to it is, it's it's now or never for him to ensure that he he uh, cements his legacy by you know, holding everyone accountable who was responsible for corruption and the hallowing of, of state uh, um, resources, state um, <coughs> machinery so uh, for him, that is his his goal coming into uh, the next elections. We also want to see that before the elections, before 2024, and how that that will affect the ANC, mm-hmm. the, the the soul of the ANC or or the architecture of the ANC as it currently stands. I think will be very interesting. We will see. Uh, I I foresee that there will be. If Cyril doesn't come out of this alive, we might see a a splinter. It it always happens, Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think that when you're looking at the provinces in terms of how they have been, you look at uh, Begim Dolo, for instance, how he's been so vocal and um, and he has either criticised the, the 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 NEC or been vocal about the standing of KwaZulu Natal. We look at Oscar Mabuyane, his relationship with with Paul Mashatile has been very very tense. Mm. And and he has a province which is facing a legal challenge, which might not even get to, to, to conference if that legal challenge succeeds. So there's going to be that situation. nomvula Mogonyane comes into play. She's a formidable woman. Mm. She'll she'll also want to make sure that she stamps her authority in that position. So it's going to be interesting to see how those individuals, if they come together, and how they... um, unite as the top six and I don't think that's possible mm-hmm. uh, I don't see them having a missing of the minds, yes it's politics but I don't see them having a missing of the minds where the ANC comes out unified I do see that there will be a lot of dissent dissenting voices and um, a lot of issues that come out of, the, of, of December.
1: The ANC will never be united. I don't see that happening. Well, Lizega, thank you so much thank for you. sharing your considerable insights with us and so glad that we could have you on SMWX.
0: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Viewers, I tried very hard to get this interview and Lizega finally agreed, <laughs> so please show your love in the comments down below. Okay. <laughs> you. The SISO and for Welsh Experience Podcast. Ah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah, yeah.